Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. They have big guns. They could have just gone in their eyes. They were big, evil men. And they stood in front, and I, little man, me, God didn't take care of me down there. I wonder if he'll take care of me here. At Jareth, okay, so uh, Ahab, Ahab went and he met him and, and so forth. You know the story. And now they, he said like this, uh, I want you to bring all your Baal prophets and bring them up to Mount Carmel. And I want to meet them up there, and there will be a contest. And we want to see whose God is for real or not. Oh, but what, what about that brook that dried up? God, I'll still trust you. I'm walking on real thin eyes here. Have you ever noticed that a life of faith has a lot of doubts? That's why it's faith. There's a lot of people that don't have faith. They don't have a lot of doubts. They just don't have anything. But when you live a life of faith and trusting in God and trusting in his word, there's doubts. If it wouldn't be doubts, you wouldn't need faith. You're constantly working against the doubts of your mind when you look at the word of faith. And that's how Elijah, the condition that Elijah, Elijah went up to Mount Carmel. And there he stood. And then he said like this, you know, somehow they got water up there. Where did the water come from? Not enough water for him to drink at Cherith, but now he had, what, 12 barrels of water, and he poured it over the sacrifice. I wonder if he drank a little bit first. We would see the barrels and we'd run. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the water. Thank you for the water. Oh, oh. And we wouldn't see the picture of what he's trying to do. We'd bless him for the water. We'd praise him for the water and all that good stuff. And we'd drink it all up. He left it to pour it on that altar. And the next thing you see is the fire of God coming down. And now the next thing you see, and may I say this, all what I've just said, all that inner turmoil and inner hurt that he went through and misunderstanding and things of this nature that try to bring balance in his life, all this to be down at the brook of Kishon cutting the heads off of those men. And then he says the, the verse that is so sweet. I hear the sound of abundance of rain because the Baal gods have stopped. The, the Baal prophets have stopped speaking. All the broadcasting and all the things they said, do this, you'll have water. Do this, you'll have water. For three and a half years proved it was wrong. But when the heads came off and they couldn't speak lies into their ears anymore, Elijah says, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And you know as well as I do, there was no cloud in sight. From there, he went up in Mount Carmel, several thousand feet high. I've walked it. I know right where it is. Right behind there, and he goes all the way up, and he puts his, his head, it says his head between his knees, and he prays for water, for rain. Then he sent his servant, go look, go look over the Mediterranean Sea, and see if there's any water coming, or any clouds. Nope, nothing. He prayed it seven times, and finally, something as small of a little hand. Last time I was standing there, we saw that almost identical thing. The size of a hand, a cloud. It was a cloudless day. Some of you remember that. It was a cloudless day, and all at once, out over the Mediterranean Sea was like the 
Yeah, it was the size of a hand. We saw that little cloud. Oh, we were reminded of that immediately. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. All this to take a man through all this to allow rain to come back. We need revival in the land, don't we? Some of our lives are pretty dried up. There's a lot of church-going people in this world that are pretty dried up. They're not drinking anything that sustains them. And we need revival. We need revival. But the Baal gods are prophesying falsely to us. And so we believe what the Baal gods say. I believe that Elijah, when he was down at the brook of Jareth, if the mus musicians would come forth and the, the singing uh, group would come, we'll, we'll, I'm almost finished. If you look at that picture and you see that Elijah went in the brook of Jareth, he, he heard the, the noise and the words of Baal. If you would just give up, you'd have rain. I'm sure he heard everything, every imagination that went through him, that, it, that, that he went through at that moment to bring it to question what God really said and to say, God, you really let me down. I look back in my life, and I look at some things that God showed me perhaps many years ago. And I can marvelously say I've, I've seen many things where God showed me, and it happened. Things that he did, it was an absolute miracle. But I also know some things that I know he showed me, it's not happened. So what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Give up on God's promise? Well, how am I going to deal with this? Number one, God is needing to bring balance in my life. If you're all spiritual, you'll be out of balance because you're in the human flesh. If you're all flesh, you're out of balance because you're not spiritual. There has to be a balance in our life. Remember, it doesn't say flow in the Spirit, it says walk in the Spirit. And to learn to walk in the Spirit means movement of ourselves. We have to move. We have to make movement. Walk in the Spirit, not flow in the Spirit. There's people... They just want to flow in the Spirit. <laughs> They'll fall as flat as quick as can be. It don't work. We walk in the Spirit. There has to come energy from this human flesh that we get by eating, and it has to be burned up, like Matt said this morning. Even though that God had promised that He would be with the children of Israel at times when they fought to defeat the enemy, He did. But man had to walk it out. They had to ride the horses. They had to ride the chariots. They had to do the running and they had to do the sweating. Then there's another person that will do all the running and all the sweating, but there's no Holy Ghost in it. That don't work either. There has to be a balance. And to find this balance, it brings trials in our lives. Things that we tend to misunderstand. Things that we question God. It's okay. It's okay. He knows we're human, and he's willing to work with us. Just don't give up on him. Don't give up on the promises that he has given you. Let me look at some final notes here yet. Oh, I wrote this little thing here. What do you think about Israel's finest prophet? We talk about the great things of Elijah. Oh, Elijah, what a great prophet he was, the finest of Israel. Look at the things he went through. The, the, the directions looked quite murky, didn't it? Just like it does for us at times. Oh, the pain of not understanding. Oh, the hurt of a silent moment. 
or a silent week or a silent month or a silent year or silent years. The pain, the hurt, the questioning as God is trying to bring balance and truth to our life. You see, we're only a branch. If God wouldn't do any pruning, we would all be wood and very little fruit. So he has to cut the wood back so that the fruit comes. And Elijah probably had a little bit much wood down there. He couldn't burn it. Left, uh, a person left to, its, to himself will produce much wood, but very little fruit. And then I have a couple of little comments here yet. It was Abraham's heart that God wanted, clearly not Isaac's life. You see, we look at Isaac's life. You know, he's taking him up to sacrifice. He's going to lay him on that altar. Oh, how is this going to look? Well, Abraham, he did it. He followed right through because he heard that God was asking this. So he took him up to that mountain, and which is where Jerusalem is now. And he took him up there, and he was up there. You see, God wanted Abraham's heart. He didn't want Isaac's life. But what he wanted about it, he wanted to kill the ram that was stuck in the thickets. There was a ram that was stuck in the thickets. Not a lamb, but it was a ram that was stuck in the thickets. And he wanted to kill that thing. And perhaps today, we get, in our own personal lives, we get stuck in the thickets of life. The mistakes you have made, the thorny part of the elements that we walk around, the things that are so hurtful to us, the many times we've been hurt, we've been misunderstood, the pain that we've suffered, the hurt that we go through, and we're stuck in it like that ram was in the thickets. God really wanted two things. He wanted to see Abraham's heart, and then he also wanted to kill the ram that was stuck in the thickets. Today, there might be some of you that might be out here stuck in the thickets of life, and you might have a lot of pain and a lot of hurt, a lot of things that have been inflicted in you, and you're stuck in it. God is wanting to kill that thing, and he'll do it by the lamb. He'll bring the lamb, Jesus, because the lamb replaced the ram. I've told you that before. When he said that, when he was on that, uh, on that uh, altar, the sacrifice, and he looked around, he said, where is the lamb? And they said, well, there's the ram. But the, the lamb came 800 years later. I believe it was 18 or 800, uh, 1800 years later. Here comes the lamb. The lamb of God will come. Jesus will come and nourish your heart and nourish your life once the ram dies. That bull nature of you, that I am, I will do, you will never tell me. That kind of nature has to die. It's stuck in the thickets. You look at your life and all the turning and twisting you've done in life, and you see right now where you're at. You know right where you're at. You know whether you're stuck in the thickets and the, and the hurt, the pains. You know the thickets are thorns, and they hurt. Any little movement, it hurts. That's why the thing was stuck. It probably could have gotten out there, but it would have hurt so bad. It was in there, and it was like, finally, I, I don't want to move. Every time I move, it hurts even worse. So they're stuck. See, what Jesus wants to do, he wants to kill that ram by giving you the lamb. You can always trust Jesus. You can always trust him. He is completely trustworthy. All this to hear that proclamation, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And I would just ask you today, in your life, 
You know the condition. You know where you're in. You know what you're facing. You know whether you've been thrown in the different directions that the wind offers, one time this way, then that way, then this way, then that way. And maybe God is trying to bring balance to your life. He might be trying to bring balance to your life. Some of you have given up on God. You said, God, you know, really, I've, I've just been so disappointed in things you've shown me and it's not happened, and you're stuck in the thickets. It's all right. God wants to kill the ram. That ram is the flesh man. That ram is the soul part, the emotion, the will, and the intellect. They all have to surrender so that the Spirit of God can raise up in you and live on and guide you and hold you and move you and use you for His glory. I don't know if you can identify with this message. I know the messenger today can identify tremendously with this. Oh, the disappointments of hearing. At times, I, I, I've heard from God, it was so clear, but I wished I wouldn't have, because I was afraid it won't happen. Because of disappointments, thickets, little inflictions, little things that inflict and bring pain to us. Because we want to be accepted, we want to be well thought of, we want to be secure, knowing that this is what we're going to go. Now, tomorrow we'll be doing this, and then next year we'll be going here, and then the next year this way. And it's just a solid, straight, painted line. It's not what Elijah had, the finest prophet in Israel. He never knew from one point. Next thing he was running because he was afraid of a woman, and just got done killing 850 prophets. And one woman sends him hundreds of miles across the desert, to Mount Horeb. What a man. He was one of God's greatest. So great, God took him in a whirlwind. Life sometimes is like a whirlwind. Amen. It's a whirl, but we win. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.